it's um, really cheesy, but I've like finally feel like I have my purpose with this. You know, I've always wanted to, my mom has always said that she wanted me to be a nurse and I was like, eh, I don't want to be a nurse, but it's just like that combination yeah. of care and my fitness and, and also like, you know, being in front of people. So it's just been like this big thing that just all like coming together and my heart just like explodes and more and more I think about it. You are listening to the live better show with Brett and Jason, where we dive into life crushers, changing their game, talking about wellness and sharing a message of putting plan into action. Live Better is based on five pillars. Move better, eat better, think better, give better, and live better. We move for freedom, to do and go where and when we want. We practice good nutrition to combat an age of being overfed and undernourished. We practice mindfulness for ways to live purposefully. We give better as the basis for why we do anything at all, especially when focusing on the health of our clients and community. And at the intersection of it all, we live better. Health and wellness is the sustainable fuel to do whatever it is in life you want to do better. Our guests share their story, their mission, and the pursuit of having the best day ever every single day. Hey! Turn up, bitch! (laughs) The Live Better Show is brought to you by Live Better Retreats. Come join us on an epic adventure where we will fuel your body, your mind, and your spirit to accomplish new goals. This time is the right time for you to join us on an epic Live Better experience. This full immersion opportunity will grant you access to the best in nutrition, wellness, movement, yoga, and an amazing community you will bring home after the trip. Right now, you can join us on a Live Better experience to have the best day ever every single day. Let's crush it, fam. Brett and Jason here from Live Better. Super excited to be physically with Bettina Gozo, one of our long-term friends with Nike. Um, she is a savage, to say the least. Um, <laughs> we would, uh, we'd love to introduce uh, Bettina to the show, and we're just super excited to be with you in Chicago, yeah. hang out, talk, and chat. You know? <laughs> um, so let's start by... Uh, it's hard to ask what you're currently up to because there's a million things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's just talk about kind of diving into some of the projects you're currently working on and yeah. we'll, we'll break them down. Bit, bit, Ooh, bit. There's a lot going on right now. The biggest thing that my, my passion is right now is my nonprofit that I just started this year in 2018. Um, it is a, an organization that's benefiting the special needs children that I worked with in Kenya. And my whole, my whole goal is to get more volunteers out there since they don't usually have very many volunteers. So using my platform with fitness and trying to put on fitness events and, you know, spread the word of, of how amazing and beautiful these children are and, and how much help is needed. So that's been where a lot of my time is going. Um, I'm also currently in LA. I just moved there a few months ago and I am um, working at a gym called Lift Society and promoting strength training as I always have. And, um, yeah, there's also some really cool stuff in the works I'm not allowed to talk about yet, and I, like, really, like, want to, like, da-da-da, but I can't yet, so um, I'm excited to share that with you guys soon. Sweet. <laughs> we'll do that as the, the follow-up. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear more about your nonprofit. Can you talk about your first trip you took yeah. and why that was so special to you and caused you to create this nonprofit? Yeah. In April 2018, I just took a – I just needed a trip, and I've always said that I wanted to volunteer somewhere else, not just in the United States. And I kept making excuses. Oh, I don't have time or I don't have money. And I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to book the trip. I'm going to do it. Went. And when I went out there, um, I went with an organization called IVHQ. And they have a lot 
of different programs. They have childcare, um, you can do women's empowerment, and special needs was one of the ones that I, I was really special to me because I worked with special needs um, in my early 20s. And um, when I went out there, there was myself and one other woman that was volunteering, and the the organizer told told us that there could be months that go by where no one volunteers for special needs. And I mean, there was, I think 50 or 60% of the other volunteers were there for childcare and they're in teaching and, you know, that's great. And they need those too, but it just made me so sad that nobody volunteered for special needs. And I think it really came down to people not knowing that you can, or not knowing that they have the skills to volunteer because if you've never interacted with special needs children before, you don't really know what to do. Um, but even there, like the orphanage that I volunteered at, like they just need hands. Like one of the kids, like um, they didn't even know that they could, f- that she could feed herself and someone taught her how to feed herself. So that was one less person to have someone feed, you know, and I you just, those little, little things that um, these kids can, can benefit from even just like playing with them, dancing around with them. It's just like, they love Cardi B. <laughs> like when I play Cardi B, like they just like dance and it's so amazing. It's like, you know, sometimes they just want company, you know, they love volunteers. It's, it's really great. So after that first visit and obviously like struck a chord with you, yeah. what was the process to say, Hey, I want to go back and do this as a thing. Honestly, I got back and I posted one photo about how uh, one of the children and how much help was needed there and that like they didn't really just need money they needed like diapers and people to volunteer and I couldn't believe the response that I got and I was like wait a second you know I have this platform of you know a lot of followers and I'm like why am I using it just for fitness because that's great I want people to be able to to better their lives with fitness and health but why not also better these children's lives with the platform that I have and also if you volunteer like you have something that's really a big part of you too you know you can learn from or you you gain perspective when you when you meet these children and visit Kenya so um yeah I I just started looking up like how to start a nonprofit. I started talking to all my friends that had nonprofits, and then next thing I know I was like doing all of it and I'm now I'm like oh wow I'm, I'm doing it <laughs> so just kind of those things I just like ran as fast as I could and now it's just like yeah. kind of all happening and it's it's really cool I'm doing my first trip with volunteers in April Sweet. So, yeah, I'm excited. Do you have an agenda for that or just exposing yeah. more people? So to- um, I'm selecting two volunteers to fully fund on January 10th, but then the other volu- everyone else that applied, they'll have the option to fund themselves to come. So depending on their skills, I'll send them to um, whatever school I think that they'll fit with because there's some schools that have a lot of kids with mental disabilities, Some a lot of kids, or another school with um, kids that have a lot of uh, physical disabilities. Ones that are a little bit smaller, that that's that runs pretty well and all they need is just like people to play with them. Yeah. So depending on what their skills are or what they want to try out, um, I can just kind of send everyone to different places. But the weekends are usually open, so if, if they're up for it, we can like go on a safari or do something fun in Kenya. Yeah. Because Kenya's beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. I was just in South Africa <laughs> that's right. in October. Yes. And it was the most amazing place. And you went on safari. I went on safari, and it was the greatest travel experience I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. It was like a, it was for my honeymoon, so yep, it was a yep, five star experience <laughs> dropped in the middle of a live Planet Earth episode. <laughs> and you're just like kind of trying to grapple with what's going on, but Africa in general is just sort of hard to describe. Like they, I, I've seen so many quotes that are like, "You can't describe Africa. You have to feel it. You have to be there." And I was like, "Ah, eh, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm watched Planet Earth. I know what this looks like." I see the Lion King until you're until you're like face to face in nature in in something else's element that you are clearly not the like 
apex predator in yeah. without extra tools. Yeah. <laughs> and it just ends up being such a cool experience and it I want to go back so bad, but to tie that in to your thing, I think it's so cool to see people who have a platform for something turn it into something good, mm-hmm. especially on social media. There's just yeah. so much self-gratification and we're looking for all these types of things. It's so nice to see people take that and then turn it into something good and then encourage other people to do good work with yeah. it. It's yeah. nice to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited it's, for you. It's um, really cheesy, but I like finally feel like I have my purpose with this. You know, I've always wanted to, my mom has always said that she wanted me to be a nurse and I was like, eh, I don't want to be a nurse, but it's just like that combination yeah. of care and my fitness and, and also like, you know, being in front of people. So it's just been like this big thing that just all like coming together and my heart just like explodes and more and more I think about it. You would have so. been the greatest school nurse. <laughs> <laughs> I would have made up an ailment and come and see me every day. Like that. <laughs> 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 How do people get involved? You mentioned that you got your trip coming up. Yeah. How can people uh, either apply to go or get involved? Yeah, in they can either out. go to dancewithmoney.org or they can come visit or come um, come to one of my fundraisers. One of them is going to be in Chicago, February sixteenth. Um, details are still pending. Hopefully, they'll be out, they'll be done by the time this comes out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I you can come support by working out and sweating with me and some other trainers and coaches and. Um, that's one way to support or you can donate too. So a lot of ways to get involved. That's great. Um, you obviously with your trip to Kenya, um, travel is something that is very important to you. You yeah. do a lot of personal and a lot of uh, business travel. Yeah. Um, every time I check out your Instagram, you're somewhere like running <laughs> yeah. in, in something, doing something <laughs> crazy, working out on the beach. Um, let's talk about travel for a little bit. And first, how do you stay on your, um, agenda or your path while you're traveling? It's yeah. such an easy thing to, take a pina colada at 11 and call it a day. <laughs> so how do you stay on your, on your fitness journey and what are some of the things you do to just to kind of stay on point when you're traveling so much? The, the number one thing that I, is so important to me, wherever I am, wherever I go, whatever time of day it is, whatever time zone I am in is like the first thing I do when I wake up is meditate. I have to, cause that's the one thing that I can do. I can't, you know, there's some days you might be too sore to work out, but like if you wake up in the morning, they can have a clear head. I always prioritize it no matter what. Even if I have to be somewhere at 5 a.m., like I'll wake up early to at least get five minutes in. But I try to give myself consistent 15 to 20 minutes because that gives my head, gives me a lot of clarity and kind of sets me up for success for the day just because I'm not overwhelmed with whatever thoughts I had the night, day before. I just can sit with myself. And then Obviously, like my planner is something that's so important to me. Um, I'm obsessed with it. I live by my Google calendar and I'm just like, live and die. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Where am I going next? Yes, exactly, exactly. And sometimes I overbook myself, which I'm sure you guys relate to. Um, <laughs> but yes, so I think like writing stuff down and be on my calendar, like after I meditate, like I just kind of like tune in and be like, okay, what do I have for the day? What are my priorities for the day? What's the one thing I really want to accomplish today? Make sure that is the one thing, even if it's something I don't want to do, do that. And then all the extra stuff can kind of trickle in from there. What type of meditation do you do? Um, so I do headspace every single day. And cool. if I don't do headspace, I'm usually just, um, I just set up a timer on my phone and then just sit with myself for 15 minutes. Where, where are you at in headspace? Like, what do you like to do within headspace? I used to do all of the packs that they had, but now I just do all the daily, the daily ones because Andy always has some really great things to say. Yeah. <laughs> I love all the stuff that he has to say. I I also love that he does all of the meditations. Yes. 
I think it's really interesting being the founder of a company, but still being like the front of it. Like he could easily shop that out to as many people as he wants, but he doesn't do that. Yep. He actually, um, lives in Venice. And I've heard that people spot him, like, on the beach and, like, surfing. And that's kind of something that he I... He seems like a cool... Yeah. Yeah. I want that to happen. Yeah, I want yeah, to run into like, Andy. Yeah, I just like hearing like, his voice. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that type of accent I'll listen exactly. to as long as you want. He is... He, his voice is like the LeBron James of meditation. <laughs> <laughs> like, genetically, yeah. you just lucked out yeah. with this very calm, wonderful voice. <laughs> like, if you played basketball, you'd be six foot eight, two seven, <laughs> yeah. and you could dunk and put your elbow in the ring. That's his it. voice. I love it. So how is, uh, how's living in LA and obviously you haven't been there too long, but I love it. I've always wanted to live there ever since I was in my early twenties. I, I always fantasized about being Beyonce's bass player <laughs> and I thought I was gonna like move to LA and like she was gonna still find me I think still got a chance Beyonce if you hear this yeah. I'm awesome on we stage I promise we'll <laughs> send it to Jay he'll, yeah. he'll send it yeah. Yeah. yeah so I am loving it I think the energy is just so amazing I mean there's the fitness scene is amazing there's so yeah. many different types of gyms out there um, there aren't enough like hours in the day for me to try out every single gym um i've been working out at different gyms every day checking things out enjoying the beach (sighs) and then (laughs) the beach is just like i cannot believe that i live there yeah you know i can't believe that i can be in the ocean whenever i want every single day so it's it's just i'm loving it and the traffic does suck but i actually have a convertible so (laughs) so the traffic doesn't suck as badly (laughs) um yeah, so it's been, it's, I don't know. I, I It's one of those places that I have like feel like I've always belonged. Yeah. Yeah. So with the dream of being out there and being uh, Beyonce's bass player, <laughs> I know that music is like a big part of your life yeah. and it's been for a while. Yeah. It's interesting because a lot of people that know you now just like see the fitness mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. fitness and wellness and working out, but I mean, back in the day, it was you slapping the bass and just <laughs> yes, yes. So how... Um, how important is music to you still? And, and it's, uh, it's really important how has it shaped you? And, you know, I, I played guitar ever since I was a kid. And I didn't start playing bass until I was in my mid, I think in high school. Yeah, high school is when I switched because everyone always needed bass players. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll switch over. And then all of a sudden I got, like, a job. And not really a job because I was, like, <laughs> 17 and nobody pays for a 17-year-old bass player. Um, <laughs> but then when I got, when I turned, I think, 20, that's when I got my first gig as a bass player. And it really, I mean, it taught me how to perform and how to just be ready for anything, improvise. And just, you know, it also shaped me or turned me into this fitness guru because I learned about how crappy I felt like playing till 4 a.m. every single weekend and now I you know it's still really important to me and I you know for when I was playing music it was it wasn't like a bad time in my life but it was it was a hard time because it was I was in my early 20s learning about myself and you know in your early 20s you're you have no idea who you are so I'm trying to find myself and then I switch over to be a trainer but in that time I just feel like I don't know. I don't know what it was about music. Like, for some reason, I got a bad taste for it. I just was like, okay, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. And then it wasn't until, I think, like, a few years into playing, I started playing with um, some guys out here in Chicago and, like, just a regular rock band, not a cover band. It wasn't a job. It was fun. And that's when I started loving it again and was like, oh, I I really love performing and I love playing music. And um, now that I'm in L.A., like, all my friends play music and a lot of them are professional musicians. And I'm like, oh, and one of my best friends, I know, and, like, now one of my best friends, her and I are like, let's start a band, let's do it. So we're going to, I'm going to start 
like I just moved into a place this week. I set up my base rig. I've been like I practiced for like two hours the other day, so that was pretty nice. So I'm uh, I'm prioritizing it more. Like it's definitely a creative outlet for me because I'm you know I have a lot of creativity in me, and I'm like it's bursting out. <laughs> Cannot wait to come to a concert and put down the guitar and then start working out. Yes. <laughs> same mic, same stage. We're doing both. I love it. I'm in. Did you go to college? I didn't. You did not go to I college. I did. I went two years, two years at Harold Washington here. Oh. And then I started playing in that band and then was like, nope, I yeah. think I love this more. So that was like such a big, big thing for me. And I've thought about going back so many times and I've thought about doing online schooling, but I think... Maybe one day. I don't know if I really want to yet, yeah. but yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> That's cool. I think it's becoming less and less of, of a necessity, to be honest. Yes. I think maybe yes. going to trade school might be an easier and cheaper mm-hmm. option mm-hmm. now that like four-year degrees are... I know. Everyone so has one, so and why people, is it differentiating? And people are still paying their loans off when they're like in their 40s, and it just yeah. like... I don't know. I just always live in a... I've always just kind of followed my passions. And I remember this guy that I went to school with. He was, like, one of my best friends growing up. And we ran into each other, like, in our mid-20s. And he's a he's a heart... Not heart surgeon. He's an um, emergency room doctor. And he was just like, Patina, you know, like, sometimes I always, like, envied your life. Because you always just march to the beat of your own drum. And it's just like... I don't know. And like, and I always, like, I don't want to say I envied him, but I always admired him for like, he was a president. He was always top in the, our class. And like, it was just like really refreshing to hear someone say that. And I was like, wow. Cause I always kind of second guessed myself because I didn't go to college. And I don't know. And like now that I've lived so many different lives and, and I'm only 32, like I am so proud of it and I don't, yeah. wouldn't change any, any bit of it. Yeah, you should be proud of it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really cool listening to people that take these super alternative paths. Like, I went to school and got a degree in accountancy. I have a CPA. Yeah. I don't I use don't... shit of that. Except when you do our taxes. Yeah, Except when I was going to say, that's very uh, awesome. yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. I hate it. So I try not to do it. Yeah. I'd actually, I'd rather yeah, pay someone else. else. <laughs> uh, so it's, it is sitting on the shelf. I think the, the experience for me was valuable, but I think what people underestimate is that you doing anything in life well with some passion, especially with some purpose, yeah. like that gives you experience. Yes. And that's all anybody's ever after, especially an employer. Granted yeah. that you've basically created all the jobs that you've had <laughs> yeah, basically and now, had yeah. 25 different ones, which <laughs> I think is the best way to go. Um, and I think it's just funny to see people who've been just so single tracked all the time being like, well, how do you do this? Like, what do you mean this is what you're doing now? It's mm-hmm. like, well, you aren't doing that because you just haven't ever tried. Yep. You just haven't ever attempted to do anything yep. like that. You've only done one thing. You've gone from step one to step two to step three and like yep. done what you're told. But not everyone has to do that. Exactly. I think that's cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so how did you switch? Like you mentioned, it was like music, hard stop into fitness. Well, it was what a little bit of a transi- transition. Oh. I... I, I was playing in the band and then I went to a class with one of my friends and I thought I was in shape because I danced in high school and I could dance around with a bass guitar for three hours <laughs> and like drink tequila and dance yeah. and still be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. yeah. and so, um, uh, I started going to that class and was like, okay, I suck at this and I'm really, really out of shape, but like I really loved like 
how I could see myself getting stronger. And I also was making the same amount of money every single year when I was playing in that band. So I was like, okay, I need to like make some extra money. So after like really getting into training, hired a trainer, I was like, well, maybe I'll learn how to like become a trainer. And so then I got a certification. And then when I started telling people that I got certified, like I had some girlfriends that were like, wow, you're a trainer now. Like, I would love to train with you. And then I just realized like how that relationship with other women was like, was so empowering because I could make them feel the same feelings that I was feeling when I got to be stronger. And so I still was playing in the band and then eventually like playing until like five in the morning and then having to train people at five in the morning <laughs> was just not working anymore. And when I was working at Crosstown in, um, in the West loop, that was the, that was like the third gym that hired me. And then he made me the fitness director. And when I was the fitness director, I was like, okay, I, I think I need to quit the band. So I quit the band and yeah, started working just full force into the training thing. So it's it's crazy. I, I never would have imagined this is what I would be doing. Um, it's really cool though. Yeah. <laughs> like, talk, talk about the that like uh, that empowering relationship with women because we have yeah. a mutual friend Ray who yes. you've been doing oh, more work so with. Amazing. And um, Ray does something similar, and it's very women's focused. And the the thing that I like about Ray and that I love about you is that you promote strength for women. Yes, and I yes. don't think that I could have this conversation enough with people <laughs> about women getting bulky I from know. lifting and it's just, it's ongoing and it, it's such a scary topic, but I, I was like burying my head in my hands every time we talk about it. I'm like, ask guys how hard it <laughs> yes, is to ask do them it. how hard it is to make. And, and their testosterone is four times higher than yours. <laughs> Like, <laughs> this isn't going to happen. Well, and that's why I love, and you know, I do use social media again to, to help promote this. I try to show me lifting heavy weights because I want to be able to look at me. I'm not like a big jacked girl, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I yeah. think CrossFit kind of tainted that a little bit for a lot of women because they see like these women that they train at such a different level than yeah, like, and, Ray and I and do. Not, yeah. And not that there's anything wrong with that either. Like it's spectacular how strong yes, these women it's are. Amazing. It's insane. Yes. I think it's fascinating. In a great way. Exactly. But, I, and I think that's why some women may be scared of it because they see that and they don't, they also may be scared to go at that intensity because it's scary to see that yeah. and nobody really train because it's it's way cooler to see like snatches and like all these really yeah. cool things but I feel like women don't always see just like basic like heavy pushing and pulling and you know those basic movements because they're not like really fancy to see on Instagram yeah um but like I feel like the more you talk about it and more talk about the benefits and show the women that are doing it and they're like not getting big I think that's starting to inspire a lot more women yeah so because I don't know it's hard because there you just see these really toned women out there that are lifting the lighter weights and they're doing these like repeated movements and they might just have really good genetics yeah <laughs> you know and it's unfortunate but um I, I think the it's a secret variable that no one talks about <laughs> yes exactly and you know and I will say my mom I have very very good genetics my mom is gorgeous she's she's um she's very in shape but she also works out and she takes care of herself and you know me I, I think I have like a, a body where like if I don't work out I would never be fat but like I work hard to be where I am, am. and it's not it's beyond just like the physical part of it it's like how it makes you feel yeah. the strength training just makes you feel strong and makes you feel confident not only in your workouts but in your life because if you can conquer that stuff you feel like yeah. invincible that pattern 
is extremely overlooked. Yeah. The feeling part, I feel like, you know, it's easy now when everything is live on social media and it has to yes. be up to date, yes. how aesthetic everything is moved. Even like when we talk about performance training, people are like, well, how can I train like that, but still look like this? Yeah. And they just don't <laughs> set an easy enough goal, but I find it interesting to like, to have that conversation with people to be like, and you could base your nutrition off this too. It's just like, well, what do you want to do? And right. someone says that. It's like, well, how are you think you're going to get the energy to be able to do that? Yep. Okay. Well, walking on a treadmill for maybe that's a great start to walk on a treadmill for 30 minutes, but yep. it also will accelerate a lot faster if you lift weights and get strong. Yep. And you just, there isn't, there maybe isn't a like A plus B equals C for the what you do for strength on month one and month two translates into how good you feel in month three. But down the line, that confidence is like, it's hard to come by other than that. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. The strength piece I think is also, it's just, it's, it's such an awesome thing to introduce women to. That's why like when we were talking to Ray about that for the first time and what you're doing with your strength workshops, I think is so cool because there just isn't a lot of that. Yeah, and it's intimidating. Entry level. Yeah. There isn't a lot of that entry level information out there. It's either CrossFit or all these other mediums. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's just the hard part. I want it to be like a safe zone. And I love that Ray does that out here consistently because women are like, they're scared. I mean, men are, no matter how friendly, you guys are like the friendliest guys ever. <laughs> but if I've been, a, if I'm a woman that's never worked out before, it's still like scary, yeah. intimidating. Yeah. You know? And so I think it's nice whenever there's a woman that they feel like they can connect to and, you know, feel like a, like it's a safe zone. So I think that's, I don't know, like I'm doing a strength camp in, in <laughs> LA. We're calling it camp. Um, and it's a six week program where we're just going to introduce women to strength training and, and help them feel more confident and, and help them reach their goals and kind of, uh, um, not do a personal workout plan, but guide them through what they feel like they need to do towards whatever their goals are, whether it be lose weight or gain strength or just tone up. So we're really, I'm looking forward to that because that's going to be in January and we're going to do three of them each year and partnering with Lift Society too. So Sweet. Yeah. That's cool. Your, your training journey um, where Jason and I met you was through the Nike program yeah. and um, you're a Nike master trainer. You've done a lot of cool stuff with them. Yeah. Um, and you were like one of the first early adapters and all that good <laughs> stuff. So can you just explain like from when you started, you've already kind of gave us a couple anecdotes about how you worked at a couple gyms, yeah. you started being a fitness director. Yeah. Can you just go lead us through? Cause Jason oh. and I get a bunch of questions on, the Nike. Hey, I'm doing something and I want to become a trainer. And then a lot of questions on Nike and like, yeah. just, just take us through your, your journey sure. as a trainer to, to so where you are now. When I became the fitness director at Crosstown, honestly, I feel like the owner and I, him and I laugh about this. We're still really good friends. Like he just gave me a title and like, didn't even know what it meant. Like he was just like, you're going to be fitness director. Yeah. I like you. You're cool. Yeah. No, you know, I think we were, I think we're at that point we we're only open for like four months. And when I was given that title, I was like, crap. I feel like I needed to like, and also not going to college and only being a trainer. I think at that point I was only a trainer for three years or two or three years. And I was like, okay, I feel like I need to live up to this like fancy title that I was given to. So I tried to like get every certification, like almost every, I blew all of my money on certifications. And if that's, if I could tell any new trainer to do that, like that's, that, if that's what they need to do is like learn as much as they possibly can. Cause you guys know you can never stop learning. Yeah. Like every body is different. And when a lot of young trainers always think that they know everything <laughs> and they want to learn everything. Yeah. But that's the other thing is like, I learned that I couldn't learn everything all in that time. I blew all my money on everything. But like, even I look back, sometimes I'll pick up some of the books that I 
picked up whenever I first started training, and I'm like, I look at it so differently. I'm like, oh wow, like I know what that means now. I didn't just write that into the Excel yes, sheet exactly. without knowing what I was doing. Exactly. So it's just one of those things that you're just, you're just over always growing. And from being a fitness director over that time, I um, just trained a lot. Like I just, I don't even know how many hours I was training. I never had to work at like an Equinox or like an LA fitness, which I know a lot of trainers do. And I think that every trainer should kind of go through that grind to learn because every body is different. You learn how to work with different people. But when I started working at Crosstown, um, there was a, a woman that kept coming to my class and she was awesome. I remember she had really great energy. And then one time after the class, she came up to me and was like, Hey, you know, I've been coming to your class a while now and I actually work with Nike and I've been watching you for a while, and a few other trainers have told me about you, and I want to know if you want to have lunch sometime. And at first, I was like, I was waiting for Ashton Kutcher to, like, come out. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was like, Hug. I was like, is this real? <laughs> so, yeah, then I went out to lunch with her, and she offered me just a Nike contract. And I remember the, one of the first projects they asked me to be on, and I just saw this exact woman this morning. The first project they asked me to go do was uh, um, the Chicago Marathon and take women through a journey to run their first marathon. And then Emily Hutchins was going to take, like, PR, and then Kate Lemire at Hippica at the time was going to do, like, the second time um, of marathon runners. And she was like, do you want to run the marathon? And I... If you know me, like, I hate running. <laughs> like, I love sprinting. Yeah, yeah, I will, like, yeah, if you, like, yeah, yeah. less than two minutes, less than a quarter mile, oh, good. <laughs> but anything more than a mile, I'm like, <sighs> so I remember that was, like, the within the first three months, that was the first thing she asked me. And you guys know, whenever Nike asks you to do something, you're like, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. This is what we're doing. Great. So, we'll figure it out. Yes, exactly. Out. So, like, okay, I'll run my marathon. And um, long story short, I didn't really... I didn't properly train for that marathon. Like I was still trying to train the way I trained, but then also train for a marathon. <laughs> that's helps <laughs> mix in fifteen miles. Yes, that's exactly. Great, that's yeah. so, squat into my twenty hours. <laughs> basically, yes, and that was such a humbling and uh, a humbling experience and big learning experience for me because I thought I was invincible. I think at that, I think I was twenty. 728 and I just was like I could do anything but I couldn't because the day of the marathon come mile 18 I couldn't even like run anymore I was hobble running the whole time the rest of the race I was hobble running but I crossed the finish line and what's funny about crossing the finish line on that race was I was miserable I think I, I think I cried a few times <laughs> <laughs> but there's this photo of me hugging Carolyn who was stood by my side the whole time and I'm hugging her and the marathon used that photo in all of their like oh marketing my- yes Oh my this God, shit's going like, on the gram. Done. <laughs> <laughs> All through the gram. So it, that was like my first memory of working with Nike. And um, after that, it just kind of like, I don't know. I, I don't even know what happened. It just was like, all of a sudden, I was just doing more and more and more and more. And then when I moved to Portland two years ago, um, I no longer had Crosstown as an identity. Yeah. So I kind of had to like refine my identity. Oh my I know. Isn't that feel like, that yeah, I know. Off like last month. I know. Seriously. Um, I kind of had to find my own identity again, like, and not just define myself by just Nike, even though I was going out there and working with Nike out there. And, um, I, I entered the women's health, the next fitness star contest and won. And I cried at that too. When I found out I won, there's a video of me crying when I found out I won. Um, I cry a lot guys. Um, <laughs> happy tears. <laughs> happy tears. Happy tears. Um, and after that, I feel like it just kind of, everything kind of 
I don't know. I don't even know. It's all kind of a blur. I think, like I said, I always live everything with passion. So that I lived with passion and all of a sudden I'm running around in Antarctica and Thailand with Nordic track and... I don't know. <laughs> you were on like the Super Bowl commercials for yeah. Nordic Yeah. yeah that's right. What? What? <laughs> I know her. Okay. And I know him. Yeah. And I know her oh, too. Yeah. God. Yeah. That's amazing. Good. I want to unpack a couple of those things. Yeah. First, the first, first of all, Brett and I are running our first marathon. Chicago. Amazing. Oh. We're running this year. We're already running. So oh, I, 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 I thought you guys already ran one. Oh, we have not run year. one. Um, so we're going to try and not, we're going to try and train He's for smart. it. But we're, we're still going to try to get the photo that they use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so excited. I'm so excited. Because we're dead. Um, but I think that's funny that, like, to hear people talk about their first, like, major training experience with these things that are now such a big part of their yes. lives. Because the first group um, class that I ever taught was at Train Chicago. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, Jason handed me, Rainer, handed me the microphone, <laughs> and I put Sean, the goalie for the fire, through a little drill in front of 110 people. <laughs> and we had been doing some small stuff, and I was kind of assisting, like we were newer into the game then, I hadn't been training for all that long. And I'm like, this is going to be the first experience, like... Fuck it. Like, we're just going to do it. Like, this is what we're doing. I'm, t- I'm going to take the mic. You and just got to roll with it. You just got to do it. You can roll with and it. And the first yoga experience I ever taught live, besides one small class with two people in it, was for Daybreaker. And there were 85, wow. there were 85 people in, in a basement, who had a live DJ, DJ Zell. She was crushing it. <laughs> out on the mic. And I'm like, this is what we're doing. And I think it's so cool to hear, like, to hear other people talk about (laughs) their first, like, big kind of humbling experience like that. Because some people are like, wow, how do you do all these things? It's like, you just have to do it. (laughs) You just got to figure it out. And then you just figure it out. Yeah, that's exactly right. Tell me about women's health. Like, that's that's insane. Oh, yeah. So I remember the first year that they released that contest. Um... And that was when I was a newer trainer and I was like, oh, I would never, I would never win that contest. But like, I would want to enter it one day. Maybe I'll enter it one day. And I kept like missing every single year. I kept missing the, you know, the, like the entry or whatever. And then the one year, Nikki Metzger, a really good friend of mine, mm-hmm. also Nike trainer, um, won. And I remember when she told me, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting. Like before she even released the magazine and everything. So she won. And then I somehow missed the next year again. And then, and then like, when I was in Portland, I remember, like, checking every day. When like, can when I, can I enter? Yeah. When can I enter? And I was, like, looking all the time. And then, yeah, so I submitted a video. I was renting this space in Portland. And I, like, remember sitting in this space, like, because they wanted you to submit a video of, like, your personality slash an original workout. And you guys know there's nothing is original nowadays. So I was like, yeah. what does that mean? And I'm like, Ugh. So I knew that I wanted to promote strength training, but then also show that I had a little knowledge and show my, per, you know, like, personality and be really spunky. And so I remember having my little camera set up and I had my dog in the video with me and like I must have recorded this video at least like I must have spent like four hours doing this stupid video <laughs> and like gotcha. overthinking. We gotta find those outtakes. Oh my yeah. gosh, I was I was just like recording this video over and over and over and I sent the video in. I I filled out my application and then I remember I was having the worst day ever. It was like raining in Portland, which isn't it's common. It rains all the time. It's raining in Portland. I wasn't like having the best day. I was kind of in a cranky mood. And I came out of like uh, one of the buildings at Nike and I, I got an email. It's like, congratulations. Like you've been selected as a finalist. So I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I remember like screaming, actually screaming out loud that I saw that I was a finalist. And 
I remember just being like, like just reading the email, and I didn't even, I don't even think that I read the whole email, and I just read something that said like, please reply to confirm, and I think I just wrote yes. <laughs> Like, don't even remember what it said. Um, and then, yeah, next thing I know, I was going to New York, and I met these other incredible women. Like, I I thought I had no chance winning that contest because the other women they selected were just so amazing. Like, one of them had cancer, and and she just was so... I don't know. She is such so kind, and I, I, I just really like loved her story. And then one of the women was in her forties and looks like she's in her twenties. One of the other women was um, was a ninja warrior, super badass. And then another one was a mom of like two amazing girls. And I was just like, okay, I see no chance. Like, all these women have like the best stories. I could not believe it. Um, but yeah, so it was just like over a span of. I can't remember how many months, like, we couldn't even tell anybody that we were in the contest. Like, we did this whole, like, I remember being in New York. They gave me a makeover. They, like, dyed my hair. <laughs> and I never dyed my hair. So I remember, being, like, coming back with dyed hair to Portland. I was like, oh, you dyed your hair. Why did you dye your hair? I was like, uh, I don't know. Or I was bored. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was New York bored. does that to you. Yeah, I was bored. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the magazine came out, and then it just kind of, like, blew up over that span of, like, three or four months. And then we went to L.A., and it's kind of funny because we actually did the filming for the winner. And then we find out who wins. I won. Um, we got really excited. Like I said, cried. And then, um, then we had to film another segment that was live like a day later. So we had to pretend like we didn't know who the winner was. Yeah, so... Um, I don't know if I should say that, but it's kind of <laughs> TV guys, yeah. everyone knows. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it, it was like, um, it was definitely an amazing experience. Like I... I, I think it was great to be able to share like all of the things that I believe in. And then I got to publish a women's strength guide training, a strength training guide. And that was a lot of work, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Like it was, it, it pushed me in a whole new way to be able to have to like articulate everything into words. I had a ghostwriter help me with it, but it was still like, like one of my goals was to write a book before I'm 40. I don't consider that like my one, but it was like a good. Yeah. If like, you don't. Yes. It will count. It will count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, it, it's all just kind of like, I can't believe it was like last year. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Last year. That is. Yeah. I remember refreshing the page voting for you like a thousand times. Yes, yes, so yes, I wanted to vote Refresh, times. refresh, <laughs> vote, vote. Like, how many can I get? Yeah, do? we'll take credit for that. Yeah. Yes, thank you guys. Brent and Jason voted so many times in the TM1. We'll take credit. <laughs> what do you think the coolest moment you've ever had in fitness has been? Like, coolest work moment Ooh. maybe related to your career? I think going to Antarctica. I think uh, I got to go, I mean, I never, I never would even thought to go there. Like, that was never on my list, but now I would go back. And being there with NordTrack, I remember at some point I was like, I was on a paddleboard, and then this whale just breached. And I remember that video. Yes. That video was <laughs> insane. I I remember just being there, like once again, probably crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably crying. Yeah. And I was just like, I cannot believe I'm being paid to be here right now. I'm sitting on a paddleboard amongst the cr- the craziest blue you'll ever see in your yeah. whole entire life. Like you will never see that blue anywhere but there. And then a whale just was like, Doop. I'm like, ah! and like ten times it did yeah. that. It actually almost knocked over a few people a few times. So I think that was that was a, I think that was like a very life changing moment for me. I don't know what it was, but it was just like, wow, I can't believe I'm this. It was a combination of things. Like I'm this human on this big planet. But then also I get this opportunity to be here 
and people are paying me to like create content. And I, I just, I don't know. My brain was just like, where am I? Who yeah. am I? What is this? Who, why did I do to deserve all this? So I just, yeah, I could re- I replay it all the time, all the time in my head. It's great. It's cool. Yeah. How do you get to Antarctica? <laughs> it's a great question. Like, Paddleboard. Paddleboard all yeah, the way Yeah, you paddleboard all the way down. No, it's actually really crazy. So we took a, a cruise ship. I want to go, so. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we went with this this company called Quark Expeditions. And we had no idea what to expect. I remember them, like, Nordic Track, like, bought us all this uh, equipment and, like. Did you say, you just knock off a North Face? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we had. Give me one of those big, puffy onesie jackets. They give you a parka. Walk. They give you a parka on the cruise ship. And the cruise ship is actually really fancy, but what you do is... Where do you leave the cruise ship from? We go from Ushuaia, Argentina, which is the most southern, southern point. point. Okay, yep. okay, okay. Ushuaia, Argentina, and you go three days through the Drake Passage. Three days of, like, nothing. Yeah. Can't see anything. That's why can't it's see so anything. blue. It's oh, it's it's you can't see anything. In the skyline. Not like in LA. Not no. like in LA, but it's, it's a little gray. <laughs> a little gray There's nothing. Nothing. And it's, like, it's really bad. Like, I got, I got sick. I had to... The first day we were going to film, and I, like, I remember sitting at lunch, and I heard, like, one of the producers goes, yeah, we probably should have filmed Bettina today. Because <laughs> I was just sitting What's there, like, What's your vital person yeah. for, yeah. <laughs> for the morning? Yeah, we, like, had, like, um, there was, like, a doctor that was there, and he, like, gave me medicine that knocked me out for hours, and I normally don't like taking anything, but, like... I was felt like crap for days. The way <laughs> yeah. back, I felt okay for some reason, but the way there, and they even said that the waves were pretty calm, That's which is crazy because yeah. they didn't feel very calm. <laughs> <laughs> but then you land at a landing, and then they, you take these zodiac boats and go to a land or to um like wherever we were. Okay. And then you spend like two hours there, and then you go back on the zodiac boat, and you go back on the boat, and we go somewhere else, and then they do it again. Is there like infrastructure? Like, can you like stay in a hotel there? No, not at all. There, there's one place that there's um, research, and the guys live there, and they won't get fresh food for six months sometimes. Oh, so yeah. Four Seasons igloo. You right? <laughs> so you were there. You just kind of popped just around, pop- and then you just did you go back the you same just go day? Ba- uh, you would just go back to the boat. Yeah, you would only be. It oh, you sleep enough, on the boat. It was big enough for you to just be just to walk the island for wow. uh, two hours, and that's it, max. And then you go back, wow. and you yeah, it was a cruise ship. So it was, it's a cruise. It's a cruise. Yeah, it was wow. pretty nice. We would like I didn't bring anything nice, and like yeah. I just brought like all like, yeah. like I was like yeah. hiking. We got it. We got it. Dressed up. I'm like oh, huh? yeah. okay. missed the white party. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got white sneakers. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, That's, it was a yeah. What that a was life changing. It was amazing. This is like so the the landscape. All right, you're all over the U.S. You're you've, you're going to Fiji soon. Yeah, you travel <laughs> all over to do these things for work. You've done stuff digital. You run strength workshops in person. You have an Instagram. What do you think the future of fitness is? Like in a few years, where are we going to be consuming this? And maybe if you want to put your take on it, like how are you going to change that? Or like where where do you want to see it go yeah. if you find something wrong with what is going on currently? Yeah. I think there's a lo- there are a lot of digital platforms, which is great. And I, I, I'm all for whatever people, whatever will get people moving. But I think what the most important thing is, is people are like craving human connection and wanting a personality from people. So these apps need to make sure that there's a personality to them if they're going to keep with the app thing. Because there's so many apps now that are just like, like random people all the time. But I think people are like craving that connection to people with Instagram. It's just like, it's so like visual all the time, but they want to hear personality. They want to see people. So I think... I don't know. Like, I would just love to see people wanting to take these programs with with people that are just, like, live instead of just 
just in person? Like if there's going to be an in-person or I'm sorry, an, a digital app, like how can we integrate it as a live thing too? So people can actually experience these fitness people that they look up to because there are a lot of, a lot of just like these Instagram models and I don't know what their personalities are like, you know, and I think that there are some really great trainers that can educate and help people. And I don't know what it's going to look like, but I feel like people are just wanting to connect with people more. And that's what people are missing. Like, Mary, do you guys know the Paleo Chef? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mary, uh, she knows. She's a really good friend of I mine. I never now. met Mary, but she's her, amazing. I love Paleo Chef, and I also just crush fat fudge. Oh, oh, amazing. I'll have to tell you I that. bought it for the first time because there, she had a unicorn on the package. And yeah. I was like, I love unicorns before they were trendy. I yeah. wear, it's great. Funny little story. I wear a lapel pin. That's a unicorn, and it's like a metal. So people look at it, and they're like, wow, I really wow. like your pet. I like, I like your horse. And then oh, they kind of look at it a little closer, and they're like, there's a horn on that. Yeah. <laughs> the best <laughs> conversation starter. So I reached down, and I grabbed this little pack, and I'm like, oh, fat fudge, pH, 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 <laughs> pH, I'm like, this is pretty cool. I look down, and she's got a fucking unicorn on <laughs> the package. And I'm like, of course I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy two of them. Who is this lady? I love it. She's amazing. And she is a damn good cook. Yeah, I was, I was like, Mary, this is some shit. You're only at JDI in LA. Get, get, come to Chicago. I need some food. She should come to Chicago. I'm going yeah. to voice message her after this yeah, and tell her we talked about her. Yeah. She, yeah, she, you guys need to meet her. She's yeah. amazing. But what, something that, re- that resonated with me that she said, she was at um, um, this conference and someone asked her a question like, what are most of your clients deficient in? What are they, what is the one thing that they need most of? Like, you know, and people usually think like magnesium or whatever. And she was like human connection. Yeah. Like everybody's oh. craving that human connection. And like, cause we're just always on our phones texting. Da, 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 da. And I think it's just so important. Like I've made it a priority now to like try to make texts more transactional, like more just like what time do I need to be there? Da, da, da. But like, if I'm talking to my friends about a story, like I'll send them a voice note. Yeah. So get ready for them, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I love words. voice notes. I love voice yeah. notes. So I've yeah. been doing wow, more I voice like notes. That. Because great. you can hear the inflection of the, someone's voice, and you're also forced to listen. Whenever you, you have, are. like, when someone sends you a 45 second thing, you have to listen to them for that 45 seconds. You can't. Just, yeah, you yeah. just can't read it real quick. Yeah. You have to listen to what they have to say. And, you know, I think it's great that we can communicate from so far. And, yeah. And, I, you know, to go back to, like, the whole fitness thing, like, I think it's great that we can get people to, like, move and inspire them through digital platforms but how can we really like get them to feel connected because that's the one thing that i think that everyone's missing like they just like they scroll they scroll they click double tap and like they download these apps and they don't do anything with them that's why i mean the the most impactful thing that we've done so far we've got some good ideas on um, some impact based work for next year, but our retreats are yes. That you is, guys' retreats are and, amazing. And it's I need to been go. Like, yeah, you should. <laughs> I love for to you come. to come. Uh, we went to Tulum in March. Um, <gasps> so in March, okay. I, this the, the idea that we've had too from the start was we. Um, to your point, I earlier you made about trainers starting at a big box gym. Yeah. That's definitely something that we missed out on. I think yeah. Brett did yeah. start at a gold, so Brett had a little more of that, yeah. but I never did that. Oh yeah. But at the same time, I also craved something different than the volume game. And I think it was different for me because I came from a job where I was working unreal hours. I mean, we were getting hammered and my busy season, I was a tax consultant for those of you who don't know. (laughs) Our busy season was during the summer. I wasn't on a normal tax deadline. So Mm -hmm. we had all this crazy shit going on like June and July. I'm like, just what am I doing? And when we left that, I was like, I don't want to swap these hours for training hours. If I have 15 clients a day, it's going to immediately feel like a job. I'm going to lose my purpose 
what yes. a passion's great, but like the purpose of it would just get so diluted because it would piss me off because I already knew what yep. I got away from. Yeah. But I needed to find a different way into this. So when we started it, when we were working with clients, it was always how can we adjust things like, and we had been interested in this from the start, adjust things like fitness, food, sleep, stress, going from a lifestyle. I had been sitting in that seat. I had traveled for work, being a consultant. Like I had weeks where I was on the road Monday through Thursday or worse. Um, I was in a, like, I know what it's like to be in that, a really high performance, high pressure environment yeah. where there's a lot of stress. A lot of people care about things that are yep. <laughs> not life needs. They definitely wants. And that, uh, I love the people I worked with and it was amazing being around this volume of smart people all the time, but the subject matter just wasn't for me. Yeah. And I was like, if I ruin another subject matter that is yes. so important to me, I'll get lost. So when we took that very holistic approach, we then combine it with travel and we're like, how can so we awesome. impact people? in a communal way because that's also what you miss in one-on-one training. That's mm-hmm. why people go to group classes. Yeah. That's why people use the an community. app. And to your point, it's cool. If you're going to – like, I, I also agree that I think the future is based around community. Whether – if you can achieve yeah, that yes. digitally, amazing because yeah. now your community can be 7 billion people. Yep. But if you're not going to and you're going to do it in person, like the group thing is, I mean, we love that. It's by far the most impactful thing we have done. And the downstream effect, like the messages we get back, we're three for three on getting people to quit their jobs. So if you want to quit your job, you want to do it. In the, within the first week, three a week for three. Of the retreat. Really? Three for three so far. That's amazing. Yeah. So don't tell your employers to come out and live at a retreat. Tell them you're just traveling for fun. <laughs> um, but it's just been really great, like being able to encourage people like that and come back and take class and train and yeah. do things. It's been great. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So we need we need to do that in an app too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, playing that together. I think like I mean Nike does a great job of that. Like the end. I think the one thing you can do with the online platform is an educational tool. Yes. Um, yes. And I I love using the the Nike app. It's like the workouts are really well programmed. They're great. Your pictures on most of them. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> then but what's there. really nice about it is like you can go take live events. Yeah. And I think like marrying those things together. Like if you were to ask me that question, like that's where I see it going. It's yes. Like, how can you marry bring them those both personalities together? to life? Yeah. In you person. Have to yeah. yeah, it's like a concert. It's like people listening to an album yes, and then going exactly to a concert. Exactly what it is. That's what it should be. That is yeah. it. Yeah. Give yeah. us a Bieber mic. Do <laughs> <laughs> the headset mic and a stage. Yeah, Brett and I have a dream of hosting the world's largest yoga class. It's on the docket. We're still figuring out the mechanics of how we're going to do it, but the largest yeah. ever. Yeah, the largest ever. You got to set a Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, it's hundred percent. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands yeah. of people doing yoga at one time. But then, like, how you can take that digital is, like, you could yeah, do it could here, do, and then boom. it's on a live stream in New York, and yep. it's on one in boom. when you're in Kenya, and we're just doing it all together. <laughs> I'll get the kids to do yeah, it. Yeah, you got yes. the kids to do it. Please. Line them up. Yeah. We're going to do that next I year. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, you're in Chicago right now. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to completely change courses, but you just got a new tattoo. I did. And it's I know that you have... Uh, you have a, a, a couple tattoos. Yeah. Can you lead us through your, uh, yeah. your tattoo journey? Why you have them and uh, <laughs> so I have what they a, are? I have a bunch on my back, and I I laugh because those are all my ones that I got when I was eighteen. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like not proud of all of them. Yeah. I'm kind of like practice canvas. <laughs> yeah. I can cover that up easily. Oh. And um, uh, the one that I that I love the most though that I got when I was eighteen it was this one on my back. Um, it's in, it's musical notes. It's um, the carpenter is close to you. 
My mom used to sing that song to me when I was little. And I remember she used to not be a fan of me getting tattoos, but when I told her I was getting that one, she, she cried. <laughs> That's where I get from. Oh, but she was really, really happy when I got that. Um, but then after that, the next one I got was um, some Salvador Dali art. Um, the elephants, I don't know. I've always loved elephants, and I loved his art. And I love the way the the, the, the the giraffe legs that they have on them, the really long legs. There's just something about it where I'm like, you know, elephants are such big creatures, and people think they're really strong, but they're really gentle at the same time. So I loved how that those, like, legs kind of kind of depicted that. And I was just also was it's just such a big fan of Salvador Dali. And then this one right here is the Chicago Highways that I disguised with an almond tree. And... Um, I don't know. I just wanted a Chicago tattoo, and I didn't want the Chicago flag. I wanted something a little different, but I didn't want just want like a bunch of lines. So I just told him like, "Hey, maybe you could disguise it." And this guy that I had do these everything that you can see on my arms. He's just like such a talented artist. I like actually these ones that he did today. I didn't even see them before today. Like I just trust him that much because he's that good of an artist. Like, it, but he's he's so particular. Like something on here he was like I don't like it I'm gonna like he like put the the tracing on it and he's like I don't like it I'm gonna redo it so he like most tattoo artists wouldn't do that I'm not saying most but I'm sure a lot wouldn't if they just want to get you in and out of there like he's an artist and he's like really proud of his work he doesn't just want to turn and burn his clients so um yeah so now the ones that are all visible are like ones that I like really I'm like trying to be very particular about but I got a few I got a Kenya one an Antarctica one and I don't know I just where is she gonna travel to next? I know, right? Oh, and then my my this is one I always forget because I'm always wearing a watch. The wheelchair heart. That's awesome. Yeah, that is a sweet look. Yes. So this is a company called Three E Love. Embrace, empower, educate. My friends, those are the um, people that I worked with when I was in my early 20s that had uh, they have spinal muscular atrophy. And um, my friend Stevie, he has spinal muscular atrophy, and his sister did also. She passed away a few years ago, um, but he created this symbol. Actually, she and he, he, they both created it in college when they were doing a bar crawl with their, 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 care, or their caregivers. So they were doing a little bar crawl and they put these like wheelchair hearts on their t-shirts. It's just like something that's funny. And then after she passed away, Stevie was like, I'm going to create this company. It's a for-profit company. They do um, t-shirts, pins, bags, like you name it. And he also travels throughout the United States and speaks about his story, about his sister and his life living in a, um, in a wheelchair and with disabilities. So I actually got this tattoo with his sister before she passed. So it's very, very special. But I always forget about it because I have a watch on top of it. But That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. So you you hit on a little bit, but um, what are some of the big projects you have coming up that people can get involved in? You mentioned you've got the charity event coming up. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. Like, so I'm people... planning. I'm planning on doing one in New York and LA as well. Okay. But Chicago is is the first step because I figured that's where most of my followers are yeah. still. Chicago. So um, and I also know a lot of amazing trainers here. So um, gonna do that February sixteenth. And people can sign up either on my website, trainwithpatina.com or dancewithmoney.org. Um, but I'm also doing a few strength workshops coming up in Chicago in January and then doing the strength camp in um, L.A. So cool. a lot of, lot of different fun stuff coming up. Where can uh, – that was your website. Where um, are other places people can find out about you that aren't already following you or um – Trainwithpatina.com. Okay. That's the easiest way. <laughs> Instagram, too? Instagram, yeah. yeah. Instagram, yeah. Patina, at Patina Goso. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, so we love to ask, uh, Jason and I's motto for Live Better is have the best day ever. 
And um, we always love to just hear about what people kind of think about that. So if you could wake up tomorrow... Um, be anywhere, do anything. Um, what does your best day ever look like? I ever actually did have the best day ever not too long ago. And this is, and it was in LA. I woke up, I was, I went to meet up with my friends and we went to a yoga class. After the yoga class, we went to like a hit class that my friend was like so excited to show me to go to. So we went to that. And then after that, we went surfing. And then after that, we went to the, Kore- we went to the Korean spa. And then I went home, and I was in bed by nine. That was the best day ever. <laughs> so wow. you don't have Coming to go to LA. <laughs> you don't need to yep. go anywhere fancy. Oh, I had every yes. It was honestly, it really. I remember just like laying in bed at nine and be like, "This was." I remember saying out loud to myself, "This was the best day ever." <laughs> Because yeah. it really was. Yeah. Yoga. Well, lifted some weights. I got to go surfing, and then I sat. With a bunch of naked ladies in a great spot. Where awesome. did you take yoga? Uh, we took it at Commune Yoga in Highland Park. Um, the 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 coaches there are the instructors there. Um, Patrick Beach and his girlfriend Carling. They're amazing. Uh, that day we took. Um, Patrick is the man. He is the I man. Took, so I randomly I took Patrick's um, inversion workshop. Oh yeah. The last time he was here. Wow, I didn't know that. And he knows B Jack. From a Nike event. Oh yeah, the blast, back. the Nike blast. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I went. To, I went up and talked to him after, and we were. I was like, I've been following you for a while. Like, you know, I'm a newer yoga teacher, and I, I've had all these crazy yoga experiences, like just teaching daybreak. Yeah, doing yeah. All these things like really fast, and I was just like, you know, I'm on my handstand journey. It wasn't quite as good as it is now. Not <laughs> that it can ever be like great, but he's a master. Yeah. And we, yeah, we got to talking and it's like <sighs> just such a nice, such human a nice being. human. Yeah. All of them. And they, they're all really close. All the instructors there and they're so amazing. Like I, I, I actually bought a package there, which I don't do very <laughs> often. Yeah. I bought a package yeah. and you know, cause I'm usually like, I usually date around to gyms, but I really love, I love their instructors because they, they don't just do regular yoga. They do yoga, but then they, they do a lot of mobility. And, you know, as someone that's very active, like that's like that lifts weights. It's really, really important to get mobility in and not just yoga. And you guys yeah. know that. But um, I just love the way they, they teach their classes. And it's it's just got good vibes. It smells good in there. That's awesome. And, and let me tell you, they had a 21-day challenge. I was like really – I was not home enough to participate. But I participated only because they had llama stickers. <laughs> the llama stickers were yeah. money. I guess that was all Carling and um, Nikki, but the llama stickers. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I want to, I want to go take a class and get a llama sticker. <laughs> where's your, where's your surf spot? Um, so we've been. I haven't, oh, I haven't gone in a few weeks, but I was going Manhattan Beach, um, Venice, because um, I'm not that good yet. I'm not very good. I'm trying to work on it. I have a friend that, his name is Brett. Um, he's actually my roommate, and he's been helping me, and I've been getting a lot better. And so the first time we went was in Topanga, and um, I definitely got crushed by waves. Yeah. But I'm getting better. I'm surfing getting better, guys. Consistency so. <laughs> surfing is hard. Yes, it's so hard. It's so tiring. Yeah. I'm like, but that best day ever day, I was definitely, like, wiped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No wiped. Yeah. Wiped. But, yeah, I'm loving it. It's great. I'm gonna, we're going to do that. Yeah, we're gonna come yes. on the exact same yes. day. Yes. We're gonna do that same day. Yeah. Best. The best. Oh, and awesome. we also got Poke Bowls that day. So wow. that's pretty good too. You got it lined up. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're, we're so happy that you spent some time. Of course. Um, a little late night Friday yeah. session in, in the lab uh, I love it. chatting. But uh, obviously, everything you're doing is beyond inspirational from the 
the charity focus to the women's focus workouts to you just, you know, continuing on your path. It's something that definitely when I got involved in Nike and just seeing what you were doing, it motivates me. And I know Jason could can second that. I feel like that about you guys. You guys are very inspirational. You always always have great energy. And I'm thankful that there are people like you guys. That's awesome. Well, we'll be collabing on some stuff (laughs) soon for sure. And uh, just want to say thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Live Better Show. Awesome, cool, really fun guest. We are extremely excited to extend you guys a discount on our retreat for listening to this episode. If you can make it to our next Live Better experience, email ham at livebetterco.org. H-A-M at livebetterco.org. Yet we go ham. You want a discount off the next trip, hit us up. Have the best day ever. That was so much fun. That was so much fun. I think that was my favorite podcast we've ever done, guys. (laughs) Oh, God.